should hopefully be live and i tried to make the smooth transition once it again with the well. music i got i got it all the way back down and then my just mouse like do. flipped it back up a little bit i was like ah oh, oh, okay so you just do it nice as well the do 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 and then it just comes on also yeah i got close so i got like a fancy bottle of water mate you know i was like hmm. shopping for my mum's birthday present and i was like oh i went to marks and sparks to get and you got yourself fun. a gift instead I know, I got myself like one of those Voss water bottles. It's like a really fancy bottle. Just get out of the fridge at work, fucking dropped it, didn't I? <laughs> Top of the bottle smashes off, so now I've just got... <sighs> so I can't you doing? wait for like someone to come in and tell you, like, did you know that those water bottles are like, invented by murderers? And you're did you know? like the worst person on earth. Did you know they individually punch an orphan in the guts? <laughs> to get like you the... purchase a bottle. Yeah, just just with you, and they, what they do is they get brass knuckles of your name printed on it. <laughs> just explain Im- that embedded in like the the children's face the rest of your life. Yeah, it was just like you know just one of those things gimmick. of I I I had you know I had to eat something and bought a box of shreddies and we just used it as a prop. You bought shreddies and I bought a Nestle product and we put it on the table and then all of a sudden like we are the worst people on earth. We were like, I think that video is still getting complaints. It's like I just needed to eat something. I just wanted it's, something cheap to eat. For it's, it's as my as my girlfriend summed it up. What are you supposed to eat? <laughs> well, this is episode. Is this one one seven? Is this the Halo episode? It is. It is. I double checked. It's technically probably like one two four or something because of the QA episodes don't count. But like, yeah, this is officially the Master Chief episode. The Master Chief episode. We're not going to talk about Halo at all. And I'm as always joined uh, yes, by my we friend are. Lucas. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to join. I'm just going to say one thing about Halo. It sucks until they get the co-op working. It still sucks. I did. Actually, that's a lie. I played some Halo two weeks ago on stream, mm-hmm. and they still haven't fixed the progression system where it's just you can't level up unless you specifically do the challenges the game tells you to or pay them for challenge swaps. I'm not fucking paying money to play the game the way that I want to and be rewarded for doing so. Fuck you. Look, Carl, they really needed a non-Forza game to launch last Christmas. Like, So all I'll say do? about Halo is that that fucking game sucks. And we've got an entire podcast like episode like that revolves around why the monetization system is awful and predatory and mm-hmm. um, just seemingly built entirely around customization while also railroading you into giving them money if you want to customize your Spartan. And, and yes, um, not great. Yeah, Shadowguard it is correct. Watching live on Patreon where uh, the 900 patron goal has just been met. Oh, which one was that? Uh, I believe that was Fat Fiend with Brad Rawlinson. Ah, okay. So uh, he's going to get, he's gonna have to fucking pull his finger out and get I, that one done. I feel like you'll need to like get this green morph suit just sliding up your body suit. Just just like I'll, I'll record a podcast episode with it and I'll have it like here. <laughs> and if we get like a patron through it, it'll get a bit higher. And it'll get a little bit higher each time. But yeah, I did do the Cooking with Carl episode. Because um, I saw that Very got funded, nice. so I had to do that in my kitchen, and I was going to make a thumbnail for it. We're doing YouTube suggests a thumbnail, and it's just me <laughs> in front of like the tin, like the beans in the pan, like. I went, you know what? I'll use that as a thumbnail. Just me, we like great, a big goof- yeah. me doing a big goofy thumbs up, like yeah, buy beans. And um, yeah, so you can watch this podcast live over on patreoncom slash Untitled Side Channel. Not sure and, why you would. Well, be positive, Carl. <laughs> I'm only kidding. We've got to sell this to somebody. And, um, we have. We've sold it to 900 people. Yeah, you can also, you know, enjoy a little 
patron exclusive like mini q a exclusive to oh, patrons yes. as well at so the you, end of the episodes so you'll have posted that yes um yeah i've posted that just as part of the announcement and like yeah if you don't want to support us on patreon if you can't support us on patreon there's no worries like no pressure at all it'll still be live on the on title side channel and on your favorite you know podcast services yeah for free. Right, we've basically got um it down to an art now we have to be careful how we answer those questions lucas we do we have to be very careful how we answer questions because uh, shh, fuck now fuck it I can do what I want because <laughs> <laughs> this is this complaint was sent to me and like we got a question like last time it's like how we met yes and like me and you both expressed puzzlement of like this is a weird question it's like I think you summed it up of it's an event from a decade ago I don't really recall all that much because I never thought it'd be noteworthy you meet people every day yeah like that's that's the weird thing isn't it if it's something we're like often asked but I just met you at a social club, and at the end of the day, I didn't think it would be something worth remembering at the time. I thought, you know, our friendship is worth remembering, but I didn't think that would be a significant event I'd ever need to recall. Yeah, it's certainly not something you thought you'd have to, like, recount on command. Mm -hmm. And uh, we got a very terse message from someone who was very upset with our answer of, like, I wish, I, I think you could have, like, you know, answered it a bit better. You talked for 40 minutes about Obi-Wan and you couldn't talk about how you met. And it's like, I just sent a message like, I'm really sorry. It's like, it's also something all you, all you can say many a time. And like, it becomes like a bit of a trite question. It's just like, okay, we've got to answer this one again. Like, Yeah. And that's what we express of like, you know, it's, and we talk, use that as a jumping off point to talk about like, you know, the frustration of doing that. And the person was very upset that we didn't answer the question properly. Mm-hmm. And they unsubscribe from the Patreon. So if you're not happy with the content, that is always an option. But I did offer it to read from that yeah. person. Yeah, and like we we don't want to like you know hoodwink people out of their money or anything. If you're not exactly, happy yeah. with with what we're doing get... and what the product is, then like I apologize, and that sucks. But you know we we don't want to keep taking your money if if you don't want to be supporting us that way. Yeah, and that's what I wanted to use this like jump off and talk about because um, I feel we've always been very transparent about what like the kind of content we produce, the kind of people that we are, um, what people get from our content, and what's expected of us. Mm-hmm. And that was just a weird one of like you think the people subscribing to the Patreon most of all would know that because they're the people who've followed the content um, the closest and are the people most willing um, to support us um, directly. Mm-hmm. And to see that thing of like, I don't think it's very good. Like, you could have put a bit more effort into answering that one question. It's like, okay, I'll send like, you your money back. You know, you know, like, at the end of the day, you're not wrong, but understand our perspective of it. Like, Yeah, but they never you know, do, do they? It's a, it's a question that we've asked many, many a time, and it's something that was not really a significant moment in my life because it was just meeting a bunch of people on one day. Mm-hmm. You've got to remember that as well. It's like, it was literally a social club, and we met together on the same day the first day that it was opened that year mm. of like that was a session where i met 30 people in one go and i do wonder how annoyed that person's going to be that we're going to get more content out of talking about their weird like snotty message than we did after that question because <laughs> they went on for like 15 fucking paragraphs yeah and, and it's, it's really like, you know really i don't want to receive people i don't i don't plan to sit here and like you know I try to be a dick to anyone or anything, especially not the people supporting us. But it's just yeah, that's me. That's why I I apologize like multiple times in the messages. Mm-hmm. Like, do you want your money back? I'm sorry that we didn't answer in a way that you thought. And I tried to explain our reasoning again, mm-hmm. and they were having none of it. And uh, yeah, but yeah, um, thank you to everyone who's experience. watching live. And um, let's be careful, mate. If you want to write in questions to us to answer on like a full Q and A episode that will be free yes. for everyone, 
You can write your questions into carlscornerqa at gmail.com, which is in the link below. In the link below? The link is in the the description below. It's one of the links that you'll find below. (laughs) It's making it even more confusing in the wording. And um, we probably won't be doing an episode next week just because, like, I'm off. Uh, The sausage is becoming more, more smooth. Um, becoming more aerodynamic which i should explain is my puppy is getting done uh so what's i'm, I'm taking next done? week off he's getting neutered uh the snip is a caring and i'm just taking next week off to like make sure he's looked after and stuff so that's a good idea like, you know make sure he's not um uh um uh like getting too uh aggressive and now he's becoming like especially now he's like you know getting a lot more famous yeah and like your dog could be more famous than us he will be soon um but it's like with him being a sausage dog, I know that he's going to, like, bend himself around the cone as well. Oh, it's going to be so long, he's just going to be able to, like... So you're going to, like, sellotape any biscuits to the wall when he gets to the cone? <laughs> you're going to do that and get, like, some digesters? I didn't think of that. Do you ever done that? No. You know, sellotape biscuits to a wall when the dog's got the cone? Just, I've never Duff. had a dog with a cone Duff. before. Oh, okay, because you just, just go... Because oh. <laughs> they, they said, like, they're giving us the soft cone... The like, but so, some dogs will work around that so you might also want to like if you think your dog's going to get around that also buy like the hard cone I was like I'm going to need to buy the hard cone what you do is you request the, the giant cone <laughs> request the cone for like um, a husky <laughs> like, or something yeah, like a great dane cone please I'll yeah. take that one just Kay's head is just like on the ground at all times like it can't support the weight just, just walking know. around like a silent hill monster just, but yeah um We'll be, you know, taking a, a breather next week. And I think we're going to try to do, like, episodes a little bit later. Is that right, Carl? Is that the plan? Yeah, that's the idea you've had, isn't it? To um, um, do them a bit later in the evening, because uh, that way it's a bit easier for Americans to listen to it, but also British people are at work. Because we always yeah. forget, people have to work. So this people is our do. work, so but we're we can... currently do it in the middle of, like, you know, a work day for, for Britons and too early for Americans to tune in. So I think we were thinking, like, maybe go live about seven-ish. Yeah, is that right? ironically... Is that- is that what we yes. said? Yes. I ironically came into the office to work um, while I was working at home. So I had to cut my work <laughs> at home shorts, come into the office to work in the office, and then I'm going to go home to go do more work. So yeah, um, we'll be changing it from like about 2pm to uh, roughly 7pm on Wednesdays, just to try and get like more people able to watch live. Like We're just trying to make it work for other people, and we'll see how that works out. Hopefully that's a better time for more people. Apologies. Yeah, and, it's um, the, uh, the the beauty of doing what we do, isn't it? We can like um, uh, mix and match and uh, try new things out. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't work, you go back to what you did before. If it does work, then you know, hey ho, that's the that's the new way. That's the new hotness. But what have you been up to this week, Monfrey? So presumably planning for like you know, Cade, just um, becoming smoother, more aggressive. Exactly. Well, more hopefully linear. less aggressive. I'm more aggressive for a couple of days where he's like, where the fuck are my balls? Can you imagine just one day waking up and you've got no balls? Just be, like, you just wake up one day and you're just smooth and you're like, what well, the thing is, we're thinking about like, um, just, he's, he's pretty okay with the vets at the moment. Like, he doesn't freak out when he sees the vets or anything. But we're wondering if that's going to change and we're going to need to like swap vets because just, like, they're great just associate, and But yeah, associate he, the he's going to be like, they're the ones that took my fucking balls. I don't think dogs have the higher reasoning skills to put two and two together like that. I don't, I don't know because some dogs do freak out when they realise where they're at the vets. But I think so. that's just more they can hear what's going on inside. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like jokes, they've got yeah. sensitive. Like, is it because they can just hear animals inside in pain? Yeah, that's true. 
but that's I often mean, the thing with like dogs isn't it of um, that thing about when dogs stare into the corner of a room and it's like what can they sense that I can't sense and, and generally it's something known as infrasound if anyone's ever wondered what why dogs sometimes do that there's something known as infrasound which is um, a low level sound we cannot hear um, uh, that uh, sometimes gets emitted naturally from things like old rocks and buildings and things. It's very, un I don't remember exactly how it works, but mm. um, when it affects humans, while you can't hear it, it does, and I quote, cause an impending sense of dread. So sometimes when you walk uh, into a dark old building and you just feel really scared, mm -hmm. it's caused by infrasound. And sometimes dogs can detect that and they stare at it. So uh, if anyone's uh, ever wondered, well, why don't we hear much about like, you know, places being haunted anymore? It's because buildings don't have it. Uh, okay. And buildings that people tend to say are haunted or where they feel like there's ghosts and presences have high levels of infrasound there. See, I was just, that made me think of like when Cade just stares at like the second TV when it's not on and just sees himself in the reflection and just stares at himself like, you fucker. Yeah. It's like just staring in the middle of the room like, there's another just, dog in here. There I'm, is. Not, I'm not a fan of this. But infrasound, yeah, it's, one, it's super interesting, and I uh, highly recommend if people are at all curious about, like, you know, the, the supernatural and the paranormal, mm -hmm. go look into it because almost every paranormal experience can be explained by it. There's just this weird sound. There's just that sound that we people. can't quite comprehend. Yeah, and it, you can you can sense it, but not in a way that is natural to a human, so it feels unnatural. But I presume, like, it's quite easy to just get like a sensor out and yeah, and you can just say it's there. Yeah, like someone in chat's talking about it's like really bad in the tunnels under abandoned buildings, which, as you might uh, recall, are often places where people think they're haunted or bad shit went down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's There's a lot of super those, interesting. Um, what what were they called? Like the the ghost hunting episodes of like, oh yeah, we're under a bridge, and it's like, oh, this must be haunted. It's like, yeah, no, and so then I can get... feel a presence. It's, like, it's also oh, okay, present well, in the uh, the roars of some creatures as well. Oh, okay. Like um, some, I think like lions and tigers have it pre present in their like low guttural roars or something like that. Uh, okay. And maybe miss, like, this is me like half remembering something yeah, from a TV you show. You haven't exactly pre-researched this for this episode or anything. But uh, definitely go look it up um, uh, if you're at all interested. If anything I just said there sounds interesting, go look it up. Yeah, for sure. And um, just last bit of like, you know, I guess very loose housekeeping is yes. Get a do, house in order, Lucas. Do we have some merch set? Yeah, the merch store is, is set the up. Merch store because I, I was like, I think I need to add this to my housekeeping. I think that's all set up now. Yeah, it's been set up for a while. It's just that we've been mentioning it periodically in videos because there is currently in the works a new one-off piece of artwork we're being designed um, by an artist friend of the channels. And that's great. similar to with the psycho pre-orders, where we say, like, you know, it's one design, you know, we have a certain amount of pre-orders and it's done. We're going to do that with an artist friend of the channel. And then if, if that goes well, um, we'll be doing that again and again and again while mm -hmm. maintaining that just like current um, uh, um, uh, like lineup we have in the store. It's like, you know, five basic designs, right. which might get swapped around based on uh, the numbers that we have. Yeah, you've got to stay, you know, live. you got to like try and just work with the motions and you can't yeah, have too many things up on a merch store at once i think you can't as in as well we like physically i, I can't afford to buy much more merch this is like yes, an investment for me this is like a project that i've done uh, so this is like my own personal money going into this as yeah, a potential like business avenue to continue after fact thing it's just one of those weird things of like you'd think the more merch the better but that generally doesn't work out to be the case it's normally like no. if you keep like a 
like a smaller more concise branding of like just having merch and even if you rotate the merch in and out if you have like yeah. a dozen pieces of merch they tend to it tends to work out better and be especially more cost efficient than as well having like a Give- hundred designs all at once give people that much choice and they probably won't pick something like look mm-hmm. at how many people scroll endlessly on netflix or yeah. how many people go to the second page of a google search result or the second page of an amazon search result uh, you're usually like okay it's like fuck this and that's why and um, people just don't have the the time the patience or the inclination to look around that long so I swear to god like business amazon's sense. figured out some bullshit where it's like there are good products on there but what we're going to do is we're going to give you amazon's choice number one and like amongst a couple of sponsored products and then we're going to fill the next like 15 pages with the chaff and so that you only buy like the sponsored products or the amazon choice yeah, one that because to me. there like are decent things there but you have to sometimes search, search so specifically or so long like that happened to me today um uh, my headphones um like just died they won't charge anymore i was like oh that's a shame these things were guaranteed for like five and i went oh i've had them five years i've had them yeah. five years and i use them every single day Mm-hmm. so they've like i've got my money's worth out of this i'll buy some new ones and i'm searching for the new ones and it's like oh god damn it and i don't want i don't trust especially when it comes to technology something that's like a brand i've never heard of and i know in some yeah. cases there are those like really high-end brands that you've probably not heard of but these were not high-end brands See, these are like you know the, yeah. when they're like priced like alongside sony stuff and that's like well the sony one's probably gonna be better because i've heard of sony yeah it was when i was looking at my phones um a while ago and I was tempted to get an upgrade, and I was like, mm-hmm. well, there's all these, like, phones for half the price of the other ones, but they're, like, the weird Chinese brands I haven't heard of that are apparently exactly. good phones, but I'm still, like, I, but I've heard of, like, Google, I've heard of Samsung, I, I know that these are products that, like, I've had other people use and swear by, yeah. whereas, like, the ones where it's made by, you know, Ex Chinese brand that no one I know has ever yeah. interacted with. I'm like, it might be half the price, but why is it half the price? And it's generally, also- a lot of the time is because they don't have that branding and they're trying to offer a cheaper product for mm-hmm. better. But- and you'll always get the people say, "Oh, this is just as good. It's just not branded." I have had that. So I use an iPhone. So mm-hmm. I have an iPhone. It's from my office. Quite familiar through the office. I get that. Um, uh, I've had multiple people, strangers, fans on like, you know, when they see it in videos and stuff like that and friends in real life who've gone, well, why'd you get that? Insert fucking string of numbers 13 that you order from this um, uh, website that looks sketchy as all fuck. Mm. Um, can do like everything. It can for half price. I'm like, yeah, but can I just get it delivered to my house and press one button and it works? No, that's what I'm paying for. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I like- trust it. Now you generally well, Carl, trust those. Next time you get an iPhone, uh, yeah, you USB-C. It, it, I was going to say, heaven forbid you get one in the next year because after that, I'm gonna, yeah, USB-C baby. Well, one thing I saw reported on today, Carl, which is was okay. the fact that um, the high, the hypothesizing is that the word? I believe so. Um, yes, the the iPhones are going to have no ports as a fuck you. Only charge wirelessly. Only charge wirelessly. So what about if I'm on a plane? Fuck you. What about if I'm on a train? I think this is like, this is, you know, again, it's all hypothesizing of like these, um, like tech journalists and stuff are saying like, well, the kind of rumor, the speculation is that iPhone are going to, and Apple are going to be so salty about the USB-C situation, they're just not going to put a charging port on the phone anymore. 
Like, no, that works. Like, I remember I like the huge. See that going well. There was a huge backlash about um, uh, losing the headphone jack. Mm-hmm. Phones out of a headphone jack, and for it, I held out as long as I could. But it's like the rule in phones is as soon as Apple does it, every other company is carte blanche. Mm-hmm. It's like as soon as Apple didn't put a headphone jack on, other companies were like, oh, now we can sell it's our like, proprietary let's, let's give it six months and see how much of a backlash there is and how and like, t- worse iPhone sells. Oh, it sold the exact same. Okay. Okay, we'll do it too. Mm-hmm. I held out for as long as I could, and I eventually had to get a pair of Bluetooth headphones. And that's the same pair that I've had, my journeyman ones. You've seen me wear them, no mm-hmm. doubt. My bright blue headphones, they've finally given up the ghost. So I have to buy some new ones. And what's one of the things I had to do as well with the headphones? Okay, these have got wires. How do they charge? And so what I don't like about when you're looking for um, products and stuff is they'll show you like, all the beauty shots, the glamour shots, like pe- models wearing the headphones. How do they charge? Show me your I, holes is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, and I was like, the other thing, I'm like Joe zooming in on the image. Yeah. of like, what is the charging port? Because if it's a proprietary charging port... Fuck you. Mm-hmm. I'm not buying it if it's proprietary. Because that means I'll lose that. Or in like three years' time when I need to like, I'll, that, that charge is dead. I need to get another one. Like, really, Joe, when you like, like, pull out your PS3. Oh, God. And you've got, got to try like, and charge your PS3. Micro USBs on them, not the mini. Was it like, I can't remember which way around it was, but they had like the mini or micro USBs that nobody was, fucking used. It was proprietary at a Sony. Yeah. And instead of like using the one that just, I think, Everyone had the micro USB, but they used the mini yep. one, and it was like, oh, okay, well, now that my like one foot long wire that came with my PS3 has broken, what other I wire in the house have I got to charge my PS3 controller? Oh, nothing. Yep. Buy another one. And they had like obviously problems with loads of stuff like that, like the PS Vita with the proprietary memory cards and stuff. And oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all blown up in the face over and over again. And they've. And they keep doing eventually it. Eventually come back to like, oh, yeah, we'll use USB C on like the dual shock, uh, dual sense. They um, tried for a very long time, though, to stop us from using our own stuff. They keep trying. They do. It's like, oh, um, uh, the dual sense 5, is it? How much proprietary bullshit's crammed inside that controller? Just so you can't buy a third-party one. And the thing is, like, we're now on controller number four. Is that your fourth one's gone? No, no, no. We, I, I just, um, for my partner's birthday, got um, the black console-like covers and controller. Oh, okay. Because she was just there, like, constantly hating the fact that the PS5 is, like, white and black. And doesn't like that at all. So I was like, it's, you know, it what? stands I, out. Yeah, you know what? Get the the matte black, and those covers are like so dark. Like they absorb light within the entertainment oh, it, system. It's like disappears into the like Vanta black. Yeah, yeah. I still think like one of the best jokes I ever made is like that Vanta black stuff. You need to paint. Because have you ever seen like what they use to like weigh a kilogram? You ever seen that like the pure kilogram weight? No, where it's like so. a piece of polished aluminum um, that is like polished down to like the atom to weigh exactly one kilo. Oh, right. And I just said, paint that with Vanta black and roll it into Stephen Hawking's office. <laughs> just see what he does when he sees like the world's most round object that just like absorbs all given light <laughs> in the environment. I still think it's one of the best jokes I ever wrote. It's like a top tens article, like seven eight years ago now mm. and i still remember it it still makes me giggle when i think about getting like the world's <laughs> roundest objects and paint it um uh, with like uh, vanta black paint oh god i love those um objects the ones that they're not like you know perfectly circular 
the ones mm-hmm. that are perfectly um engineered to like you know balance or move forever or whatever and oh, those yeah, weird they... shapes that like you can, you can knock and like they'll constantly just wibble and wobble until like they yeah they're called like um oblongs or something aren't they something along those lines yeah and you've not got, oblets yeah. that's a video game it's uh, Ooblox, I think it is, because yeah. I wrote one out. They come from the same article I wrote, which is, uh, if anyone's curious, um, top 10 objects clearly designed to annoy physics. It's one of my earliest, today I found, no, my earliest top 10s articles, and it's one of the few that helped the top 10s YouTube channel um, uh, take off originally. Oh, right. So it's one of those ones, and that's so one that about, I... about, like, spinning off and making your own YouTube channel? Instead? I thought about it for a while, yeah. <laughs> I would do my own thing, So that's one of the ones where I'd stop writing for the site at the time, but... When they uploaded that as a YouTube video, it went viral. So I got an email from the editor. Like, oh, Carl, I know you don't write for anyone anymore. You write for yourself. So I was starting Fact Fiend at the time. Can you write another one of these, though? Because it went really good. Oh, right, okay. So I, I went and researched another one. So there's a second one. And they also made a video about which I also had to research. Can I call sequelize in his own articles? I did, yeah. I did it a few times. There was a couple of like, just articles I had that when they were turned videos went really well. So I was asked to write other ones. It's one of those weird things, isn't it? Of like, okay, you you've got to jump on the success of that article, like mm-hmm. you know the the site would, but then it's like you can't just keep making that article. You've got to try something else at the same time. Oh yeah, but when it's like um, there's a few topics. I guess I can reveal because I always get asked, like, oh, where do you get your ideas and stuff? It's like the internet research. But there's a few yeah. topics that um, in my many years of doing this that generally always do well. The first is pretty obvious is World War Two, and a lot of that comes from just like weirdo um, uh, like wearaboos, I think they're called, which is okay. um, uh, people obsessed with World War Two and specifically um, uh, the Wehrmacht, and they love to correct you on stuff about um, uh, the Wehrmacht and the Luftwaffe and the Nazis, and it's like, why is this the point in history that you chose to dedicate anyway? So anything about World War Two, anything about serial killers, which I think we've mm-hmm. seen. Um, the resurgence, not the resurgence, but like the uh, the almost meteoric rise of the true crime podcast and true mm. crime content. Yeah. So serial killers, anything like macabre killings and uh, just horrible things that befell people. Mm. Generally, people like reading about other humans' misery for some reason. And we've got a true crime podcasts that I you know, attest to that. And then there's guns. And then the weirder one is brands. Yeah, yeah. So anything about like McDonald's, Coca-Cola, Burger King, and you've probably seen that when you've been editing like fact theme videos or looking at the analytics. If we talk about a particular brand, it'll generally get more views than others. Yeah, for sure. And like, it's always weird as well when, you know, you get like recommended those ones where it's like, oh, things you didn't know about KFC. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's people are interested. It's always it's, you know, like, it's... you know, those channels that are like, trying to do like the watch mojo formula because like likely it is was a watch mojo video first most and likely and they've they've done that classic they've taken a few entries on it and like moved them around a bit yeah which i've seen like, many a times in my career like i do find um the one type of video of those like i do find interesting are the, the list ones it's like how something is made oh yeah how it's made is like a uh, classic i do like that show it's very bingeable tv mm. I, it's very i don't i want to say clinical because that makes it sound like there's no passion it's put into it documentarian though isn't it yeah that's it like, it's not that it's got no passion behind it because it's clearly made by people who know what they're doing mm-hmm. but like you know they can and i never thought i'd be interested in like how they make crayons 
Yeah. Where it's like, oh, and you did another thing, like, well, out of the mech crate, and then you go, and here is, like, the crayon smasher. And, like, the fuck it? And it's like this <laughs> purpose-built machine that does nothing but sort crayons. And it costs, like, $8 billion. And you're like, okay. But that thing will pump out just 50 billion crayons in its life. Yeah. It's like uh, the company that makes zippers. So if anyone's wearing something with a zip on it right now, I am. You can check. Mm. No, this one isn't. Uh, if it has the YKK. So if you look, it's got the YKK, which is the most famous zipper brand in the world. Mm. Um, they are widely regarded as the best zippers, the best quality zippers. And they are so proud of that fact that not only do they build all their zippers in-house and refuse to disclose how they're made, they also build the machine that builds their zippers. <laughs> and that is also like a trade secret. So they nice. build the machines that build their thing so that no one else can figure out how they're made and uh, made such high quality. That's one of those weird things, isn't it? Like, you never think about like the branding of a zipper. Until it doesn't work. Like how many times have you tried to like zip like this one here? So it's, I think this is just uh, one I got from my H&M a couple of years ago. Works fine. It's a fine zipper, but you only have those shit ones on like, like a leather bag or something like that. And it's just... Mm. <laughs> or like it gets like a bit of its own fabric caught in it. <laughs> the, um, the one that got me recently was like... I think I'd learned this years ago and then forgotten the fact. But okay. the, the type of zipper that like locks if you push the tab upwards... Oh yeah, you stop it from like, falling down or whatever. It's like, oh yeah, my, my zipper keeps unlocking and then you see like videos of like, oh just push the zipper up and it un it locks in. Like, wait, what? Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff like that of uh, what is it, like the little sauce packets you get from McDonald's where you can pull them apart so you can actually dip a bit easier. Or like oh, pizza right, boxes yeah. can be folded apart to turn into like plates and things like that. So those life hacks that you always see on the internet, like, did you know? And it's like, okay, yeah, sure, I'm still going to eat it my I way. I still remember that one time where, just like, you know, the, the sandwich boxes that you get for like the meal deals in mm -hmm. whatever supermarket in the UK or not, whatnot. I um, did the thing where you, like, fold it in on itself and package it smoothly. Mm -hmm. And just there was someone next to me, like, all across the aisle on the train who looked over and was like, What? And you they can, never realized you could, you could do it. Yeah, you could tell that they've been like just crushing the thing and it's like popped back out. Yeah, and they I just like it. smoothly fold it down and they were like, oh no, been doing it wrong don't, my entire life. It's like the journalist, you just spot someone do something, it's like, that's genius. When you don't realize, it's like, um, uh, with, same thing with Chris Packett. Chris Packett. So as a friend of mine, yeah. he showed me his trick. It's like you get the corner of the crisp packet in your hand and just push your thumb in so it just makes like this little triangle. Or like the, the, the fold the one that you can do. Yeah. You can fold it perfectly so it just stays flat in your pocket. Or like with chewing gum, it's like, oh yeah, you rip off the piece of the paper that came with it and spit mm -hmm. it into there. I never knew that because I always threw the paper away. And you save the paper, spit your gum into it, and then you can throw that away. Yeah. Like silly little things like that where you just never thought of. But obviously someone making the product did. Yeah, and then... How frustrating must it be to like perfectly design a product and then see people misuse it? And it's like, no! It's so common. It's like, what? Uh, GIFs. The inventor of the GIF. No, the inventor of the GIF is wrong, Carl. Yeah, he got the Lifetime Achievement Award and his only, like, the internet. Contributions to culture and the internet. His speech was three words long. It's pronounced GIF and what's <laughs> off stage. It's not pronounced GIF. So like, say that. Well, we as a for society have decided We've, it's wrong. Okay, It stands like it's got a hard G and not a soft G. And so that I'd just say you're having a giraffe. Yeah. It's like, you I know, know. I know. It's not giraffe, is it? 
I know, Carl, but mm-hmm. we've decided... We've decided as a culture, and I do... Together, we've had the vote, and it's pronounced GIF, okay? And uh, I use both interchangeably, and there's a great quote from the Oxford English Dictionary about this. I'm probably butchering, but they, every year, get inundated with letters mm. of complaint, and then some people to ask them to settle arguments of how do you pronounce a given word. Mm-hmm. And in response, they say, well, however you think the word is pronounced is how it's pronounced. There is like, you know, we have our best guess of how the word is pronounced. But if, you know, society changes or the way people pronounce the word changes, like if that's the way most people pronounce it, that's the correct pronunciation. It's yeah. language is ever evolving. There's no right or wrong way to pronounce words. There's a correct, there's a correct way to spell them, mm-hmm. but pronunciation is an entirely different thing. Yeah, as you say, like language evolves and just the best modern example of that is that literally means both literally and not literally now. Yeah, it means the exact opposite of what it meant. But it means like irony. Yeah. yeah, It means literally and it means figuratively. Because you can use, use the term literally exaggeration. in literally any context now. Yeah, it can be used figuratively and literally. Mm-hmm. Which is literally, ironically hilarious. Like irony is the <laughs> other one where yeah. um, irony is so poorly understood which to the point where it goes around because the definition of irony is that that would be quite ironic. And it's like, but is it ironic? Is it ironic that people don't understand what irony is? I think is that it, is ironic. Yeah. yeah. And then there's the argument there, isn't there? If, like, if you use the word irony wrong, is that ironic? Mm-hmm. Some and would say yes, some I, would say I, no. And, it's like, and then is that argument itself quite ironic where it's now, you know, you're arguing whether or not something that is not ironic is ironic <laughs> is ironic. Is that ironic? It goes all the way around. It's amazing. I, um, it's fun. I've seen a few people talk about this. Like, you know, on Twitter or what have you, just, mm-hmm. I'm so scared of the word irony that I've fully stopped using it because I just don't understand it. I understand it so little that I just don't like to use it anymore. In, it's quite ironic, that, isn't it? But, uh, yeah, one that got me was just... It's like me with the word um, uh, similarly. I never spell that right the first uh, time. Oh, right, yeah. I, um, I always get done by, like, necessary... Necessary. Never eat cress, eat salad sandwich, doesn't remain young. No, I'm not going to remember that again. I do, though, because that's like on my old spelling test as a kid. It's the one I got wrong like 10 times mm-hmm. in a row until someone taught me that. So I still remember it. Um, but yeah, I, I, one one thing that got me online was like when I saw just someone go, my favorite hobby is to just walk into the middle of a crowd of dudes and just say it's pronounced Jif and walk away. <laughs> Because oh, that's the thing. Because men get so mad about that, don't they? Because I, yeah. we had that like mini jokey argument. But if someone like seriously says like, fine, if that's mm. how you pronounce the word, how you pronounce the word, yeah. And that's why those topics I mentioned earlier, the ones that will always get more engagement. One of the reasons they get more engagement is because they're the topics that weird men are obsessed with and will mm. love to correct you about. Yeah. Oh dear. Cheers. I forget the name of the law now. I think it's not Godwin's law. It's. Um, I think it's like Hutchins Law or something like that, where it's um, the quickest way to get the correct answer online is not to um, uh, ask a question, it's to post the incorrect answer. Oh, right. There'll always be some weirdo ready to just immediately correct you. So if you're unsure about something, just um, post the incorrect answer to the question and someone will correct you. Which happens. It happens all the time. It does, yeah. Like how many times have you been watching back a fact theme video where we've been corrected on something that we were right about and mm-hmm. there's like a fact bar below um, uh, in the video that you researched? Yeah, the amount of times where it's like, look, I know that we made a mistake here or I, just an extra clarification a lot of the time. Like, put it in the fact bar. 
it's in the fact that it's literally on screen and then mm-hmm. someone in the comments like you got this thing wrong you missed this thing out it's like it's on screen if you look at the screen right now as you're typing it's right fucking there that means as well that they <laughs> scroll down so quickly to post that comment they didn't see the fact that pop up like they went so fast I wonder if people sit there with the keyboard already up, just listening to the audio version. 100%, yes. Like, just ready. Well, how many times do people post, like, first? Mm-hmm. Like, there are people out there, and that's their whole thing. And have you ever met anybody whom, uh, who... Oh, you're shaking your head immediately. Nope, <laughs> you're never, not even going... I've never met anybody that is that person that's, like, first in on a video. I was going to say, um, just in that sense, of someone who's that obsessed with something seemingly so minor... Mm, not that not that I've been actively aware of okay because I, I used to well I still do I work on the internet and when at the start of my writing days I met many a person like that mm. and there's a, there's a couple of examples that uh, I didn't realize were as depressing as they are until a few years later when I thought about it uh, and one is that I told you that I was part of that writers group for a few years didn't I yeah, yeah. Um, when I was like um, uh, writing um, full time there's a few writers groups i was in on facebook where we don't like you know share ideas and um, uh, tips and help each other like you know um, with submissions and uh, all that good stuff mm-hmm. and um, one of the forums that i was on for pitching submissions there was a person there who was just always online and they were really and they were a moderator on that forum so i thought you know you think moderator they can like you know they have the power to move delete stuff and uh, they can post it anywhere with authority. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that must be like, you know, a pretty big deal. And I remember once where it's like, I think three o'clock in the morning, American time, but I would just like post, oh, I've made a post. I, put, I pitched in the wrong place. Um, if anyone here was a moderator, could they just move it for me? Um, I've sent one to the, someone on the site, but I thought I'd message in here as well. Within a minute, it's like done. And I looked at the time it was for them in America and it was like two o'clock in the morning. Ooh. And I asked them what they were still doing up, and they went, oh, no, I'm just like, you know, just on my PC. And it's like, oh, this is it. This is all they do. Yeah, They yeah. sit there all day in this forum talking to other people, and that, this is all they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it wasn't until years later I realized, I'm like, oh, wow. Because when I was there, I was like, oh, that's pretty handy. It's like, oh, cool, I hope you do. And then I, did, like, I presume they were talking to people. Because, you know, when we're up late playing video games and stuff like that, it's like, no, they just sat on their PC. <laughs> and this is all they do. They just sit there and they just, that little bit of power and um, assumed authority they have over other people is what they need to get through the day. Yeah, and it it is sad, really, because you just think to yourself, like, what has it gotten to? In like, what point have you gotten to in your life where that little tiny modicum of power is the only thing that you can cling on to? Well, there's a couple of like things that I distinctly recall that were like so hilarious. Like, um, uh, I remember once it's like uh, this is one you probably never experienced being on a, a forum. People claiming avatars. Oh, so it's fine. Like, if you avatar your, yeah. if you avatar your face, because mm-hmm. I always use like a picture of my face for everything online. So it's like, well, it's me. Why would yeah. I not do that? And some people use like, you know, um, anime avatars or pictures from TV shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I distinctly recall there was a moderator who got really mad that someone not even used their avatar, but a picture of the same character that they were using, which turned out to be like a character from like a web comic they had nothing to do with. Of course, yeah. And they were mad that someone else, they might get mistaken for me. And it's like, well, your name's got moderator right next to it. Mm-hmm. And they legit, and they were asking, like, should I send them a message and tell them to cut that out and say, like, you know, that's my, it's like, what? <laughs> and they were legitimately angry about the idea of it. 
man. I saw um one go around on Twitter like last week Ooh. that was purposefully trying to do that. Okay. And it was um there's like Nibel slash Nobelian on Twitter who leaks like oh yeah he uses and the um, and he has the uh, One Punch Man avatar, doesn't he? Yeah, and someone had used that exact same avatar and did like they'd spell like Nobelian with like a, a capital I instead of an L mm-hmm. or something like that. And like, yeah, put the same avatar on, had like almost the exact same name, and then posted like, oh, Bloodborne is getting like a full remake, blah, blah, blah. And then even linked a PlayStation blog post, but it was a PlayStation blog post from like 2017 about Bloodborne, but it was just a Bloodborne update PlayStation blog. That's pretty good. And like, link that, and then everyone was like, oh my God, the Bloodborne is coming back. And like, it's like, no, they've linked it to something from 2017 and made it look like. Which, oh, if you clicked it, you'd know. The moment I clicked it was when I found out. But if you just look, oh, PlayStation blog link, and they've got their text above it going like, oh, Bloodborne's getting this, this, and this. Everyone was like, holy shit, they've announced this. And like, obviously, they're like a pretty credible leak in Abelian, and like, mm-hmm. But it wasn't that. <laughs> exactly. No, that's pretty funny. Like, and that's I was like, similar, oh, but different. Because that's like active impersonation. In this case, it's just someone likes that same webcomic and they use the same, a drawing of the same character in a different pose because they liked it. Because it's a popular webcomic that people but like. That's what I'm assuming that moderator thought was going to happen. Yeah. But secretly, it was just no. Like you're not the only person who likes this webcomic. You're, but in you're, their you're head, not enough of a person for them to try and impersonate. But in the head, they are. Yeah, like in their head, they're a big enough deal where people will try and impersonate them. It's like mm-hmm. no, you are one of like 500 volunteer moderators on this website. Yeah, and it's, it's yeah. yeah. I've I've I've, I've in, interacted with it, and it's a. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's strange to like go back and think about because it's something um, I noticed recently. I think I made a joke tweet about it of uh, many years ago when Fact Fiends took off. I sent an email to Heinz asking if they'd like to sponsor the channel. Oh, right. Okay, so, yeah. Oh, for, in return for a case of beans as a joke. And I never got anything back. And on a whim, like a few weeks ago, because I think I was talking to and the missus about like brands and stuff on social media, of like, oh, I wonder what brand do you think I'm more popular than and what brand are you more popular than? Because she found out she's got more followers on Twitter than Great Nuts. Great <laughs> which is like Nuts. A, which is like a fucking awful serial nobody likes. But oh, of, right. of course, they've got to have an official mm-hmm. Twitter account for Great Nuts because if they don't, someone will impersonate them and be like, Great Nuts are made of like gravel and chicken shit. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I realized, oh, I've got more followers on Twitter than official Heinz UK. <laughs> Could I reach back out again? Did you? Uh, I did not know. It was just the joke, and that reminded me, though, do of embrace. Uh, ever, um, if people go to my Twitter account, you notice I'm not verified, and the reason you can't do that is because the the uh, criteria for being verified now are a lot stricter. Mm-hmm. And uh, for a while, they were turned off. Um, and that was around the time they realised a bunch of white supremacists and members of the KKK were verified. So they stripped verification. But back in the day, it was actually quite easy to get verified. And I know this because a bunch of former writers that I used to work with and know are all verified on Twitter. And they have like, some in one case, less than a thousand followers. Mm -hmm. And that's because um, they all um, put each other up and wrote articles on each other's blogs and stuff to um, uh, help them sell the fact they were a notable person online. Oh, yes. The circle jerk, because it's also... Yep. Yeah. And I just never wanted to, because I was not fussed about it. I'm like, why do I care if I'm verified or not? I'm just a dude who writes articles, and Mm -hmm. now I'm more notable than any of them. But they've all got that verification tick. And that's the thing, isn't it? I understand why it's important for 
like brands and stuff down mm-hmm. it because if you're like a, or a noticeable person or like you don't a very want someone impersonating person, yeah. like because yeah you don't want somebody impersonating you um, but they were all it's, so convinced of their hype of like you've got 700 people follow you and it's like yeah but I don't want anyone in person who the fuck would mm-hmm. do that <laughs> who reads the byline on a website and it's something like yesterday was it that I got my Twitter account just you did yes which I was going to mention like someone did try to pretend to be you and just posted like some random crypto shit that I didn't even read yeah, um, I, I saw just immediately that. got tagged from like you in the the chat and like yeah. in my Discord as well. Someone mentioned it as like shit. Yeah, Lucas's account clearly been hacked, and that's why I wanted to mention that because you just as like you know being like you know related to Fact Fiend are more notable than near enough every single one of those people I know <laughs> to the point where you have got people hacking into your account because they know that you're a trustworthy enough source um, uh, to hot crypto shit. And as I said, the only time I'll ever get into crypto is a kid figure out. Making little cave, cave coins. coins. Cave coins. If I can I've rip said, you all off with cave coins, then maybe. I'm glad that I never have to like talk about it again because like, NFTs and crypto is dead. But just that tweet I put out <laughs> of I would rather shit in my hands and clap than have anything to do with NFTs was like pinned at the top of my profile for a while. I was just thinking, you know, every, every bow tie could be unique to you, Carl. It could. But how does that feel, though, knowing you're a notable enough person where people are actively trying to leverage well, your brand I'm hoping to steal that things? it's not that notable enough, and I'm hoping that it was just a widespread, like, bot attack and that it wasn't a personal, like, thing because I'd be way Maybe more just worried got... if it's, like, someone specifically picking my account. I think it's more just... Yeah. Okay. Accounts with, like, a couple of thousand followers are probably, like noteworthy enough to to make it worth hacking but not big That's enough was, yeah. that you can really do much about it i was going to reword it then and say um, um maybe like not that you're noteworthy enough that you've got reached a threshold of um uh, mm-hmm. notoriety on the internet where it's worth doing yeah because that'd be the thing isn't it it's not worth like stealing someone's account with like 12 followers but, have you. um i actually had a friend who had this happen to them they had like okay. a couple hundred uh followers on instagram they recently had someone hack into their account and I was like, but that doesn't really make much sense. And they were like, well, it makes enough sense because when I reached out to Instagram, I'm not a big enough account for them to give a shit. Ah, so they didn't do so anything about it. But then um, when like their partner messaged that account, like, get the fuck off our account, give us the account back, they were like, yeah, I'd be happy to help you for that. But give us 500 quid. Uh, and it's like, right. So, so you're picking on small ground. accounts that have no power to like, you know, levy that back at Instagram or whatever to to get your account sorted by them. They won't give a shit. But like, you know, being an account for years that they've clearly got a lot of like photos and stuff on there. Yeah, that's, that's like, even worse now. I think about it because yeah, if I if I was make a new account, fuck it, I'll make a new account. Mm-hmm. I don't really care. But like, when you think that it's a personal account and you've got like pictures of your family, your friends, your kids, maybe on there. Yeah, that's a rough. That's like holding someone's life hostage. And I, I thought what was great is that um, a bunch of their friends just started um, spamming messages to that account of, like, copy pasta and just sending that account, like, a hundred messages of paragraphs upon paragraphs of, like, just weird nonsensical shit and just spam the fuck out of that account until that person doesn't want to care anymore. Yeah. But yeah, that's, just, that's rough because there's a middle ground of where you can get just there's got just enough of a following where they probably care about the account, but not enough where Instagram cares. Because mm-hmm. oh, obviously, rough. when you know 
you've got 50,000 followers, 100,000 followers, a million followers, whatever, you can just be like, yo, like Twitter, Instagram, look at this account. It's clearly been hacked. Do something about it. And they will. Yeah. Do you see that it was like Lil Nas X? Someone hacked his Facebook and just posted, I'm not really gay. I'm just doing it for the dollars. <laughs> and Lil Nas X retweeted a picture of it saying, it's funny because this sounds like something I'd actually say. <laughs> People don't know Lil Nas X is uh, very very openly gay like the most openly gay um, uh, artist in the industry today right okay yeah and um, they are they've got an S rank on Twitter but all they do all the time is just fucking annihilate people <laughs> who try and come at them for being an openly gay black man who raps it's like you're not gonna like step to Lil Nas X when he can just point <laughs> to like the 15 number one hits he's gotten and the millions of fucking dollars yeah it's just like oh well you know, so, I like a couple of great just ones. turn it back around and like, yeah, that's, that sounds like me. Yeah, that's the thing. He, he was laughing about it. It sounds like something he'd actually do. But it's just every time someone tries to come at him of like, oh, you're trying to sneak gayness into the kids. Went, I've got a music video where I lap dance the devil in hot pants. I'm not sneaking anything anywhere. <laughs> and he's like, why do you keep singing about gay stuff? And he just retweeted him like, I'm gay. <laughs> Sing about what you know. Yeah. I imagine turn around to any singer that's like, you know, constantly writing like love, love songs song. and stuff like that and be, why are you enforcing the straight agenda? Yeah, why like, do you keep singing about all the chicks you've banged? It's yeah. like, because it's great. Why do you keep talking about like kids wanting to suck your lollipop? It's not okay. Yeah, that, there have been songs like that released, haven't there? Yeah. Well, let's, 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 let's move swiftly on from that because... Uh, Something I've done this week, and it's just, I've watched um, a show that I've been trying to, I've been waiting to catch up on for a while. Oh, Obi-Wan, and it's, yeah. Uh, Obi-Wan, I thought that. <laughs> now, I watched um, uh, The Amazing Miss Maisel, um, which I was waiting for the new episodes for, and then Pandemic shut production down, and finally we've got the new See, episodes like, out. Literally, you mentioned this show. I do not have any clue what this show is. The only thing I've ever seen or heard about this show is just you saying that you like it. Yes, so we're not going to talk about the show itself, but I want to use a jumping off point. Because mm. um, I've been watching the show, and I've now realized I'm watching the show for every other character in it, except for the main character. Right. Because the main character is just so unlikable at this point in the story. But mm. the side characters are so interesting that I want to keep watching to see what's happening with them. And I was going to ask you, is there a piece of media, like a film or TV show, something where just you like everyone in it but the main character? And why do I think about it, I'll describe yeah. like what goes on in this show. Because the basic premise is it's um, uh, 1950s, 19s, early 1960s now in the season we're in. Um, mm. Housewife, um, uh, who gets disillusioned with her life and tries to do stand-up. Okay. Walks on stage drunk one evening and just rants about her life. Gets really popular. Gets noticed by uh, um, a wannabe manager who mm. then tries to like, you know, help them become a stand-up. And it's the trials and tribulations of their life as they're trying to like, you know, make it as a stand-up. And the end of the season, or the end of the last season that was on, is they are about to go on tour with a huge big singer, and it's an obvious stand-in for you know, those crooners from the 1940s and 50s. It's the one they make up called Shy Baldwin, which is very obviously inspired by you know, like Nat King Cole and all those artists and stuff. Oh, yeah. But it's like in the context of the show, it's like the biggest singer in the world, and they're opening for this singer on tour, and so the plot detail that's revealed is, oh, this character's gay. And they're secretly gay and they're trying to hide it from everybody. Mm. And they really, and obviously, this is a, a gay black man in the 1950s. Mm. You know, like 
They can't Lil Nas X it up. No, it's a bit rough. They have to, hi- they have to hide time, that fact. Yeah. And Miss Maisel, the character, they go on stage in um, Shy Baldwin's hometown and they tell a bunch of jokes about him that he construes as making fun of him for being gay. Okay. That's not the intention. And you can tell there's like, and then in the newest season, they kind of address that thing of like, oh, they were just jokes. Mm-hmm. And uh, like that character gets understandably really annoyed because you basically outed me on stage and it's illegal to be gay. Yeah. It's doubly illegal to be gay and black. And the character like fires them and leaves them in the lurch. And the start of the season is them being really annoyed about it. I don't know why he kicked me off. What did I do to him? What did I do? It's like, yeah. and the character doesn't get it. <laughs> oh, God. So is there any like shows that you've been watching where it's like, uh, or like movies and things where it's just the main character is just aggressively unlikable, but the supporting cast is so strong. So yeah. I've heard that Orange is the New Black. I've not watched that, but I've heard from people who watched it, like every character but the main character is likable and the main character is an arsehole. Uh, and you okay. watch it in spite of the main character. That's like <clears> a <throat> criticism I've heard of that show. Yeah, there's a few that just like came to the top of my head. Like the first two that, didn't take me long to think of um not things i've watched recently but just things where that really stands out is like how i met your mother oh ted, ted mosby being unlikable dickhead he's awful he's awful it gets, it gets worse with every passing season mm-hmm. and uh also harry potter do you not like harry potter he's a bit I, of a whiny dick by harry the potter is the least interesting part of harry potter he's very uninteresting because it's mm-hmm. the audience standing isn't it? it's a very classic thing of um uh Oh, the the boy who lived. Like everything gets handed to him. He, all he does is complain about how hard his life is as people just hand him. And I'd say, um, like, uh, also one that like becomes more over time, um, similar to what you were saying, is like um, Deku from My Hero Academia. I think he gets oh, less yeah, and I, less likable. He doesn't start particularly likable, and then just kind of gets worse and more whiny, and like the gimmick becomes less fun over time. And like, yeah, watching him struggle. To learn how to use the powers is like probably the most interesting part of him, and then when that starts to no lessen, it's like you're starting to be less creative. Like you know the moments where, like um, for example, like the fight against Todoroki, where he's got to no, use he's... like one finger breaking at a time, like shit like yeah. that's super intriguing. And then where it's like, oh no, he can just do everything now without any effort. Like he basically he's mastered his power, so he's not interesting. Mm-hmm. But like and the rest like... of the cast continues to be super interesting around him. Because they're still trying to struggle with their power set and mm-hmm. um, adjust to like the ways the world works. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good idea. Yeah, and um, this show I've been watching, it's like it's really been interesting to watch because I was really intrigued about how that storyline was going to end. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, and they do have an. Ep- I don't want to try try and spoil too much of it because mm-hmm. um, I'm about halfway through right now, so maybe it does get addressed. Okay. Yeah. Like maybe maybe like the character turns around on the fact like oh they out they almost outed a, a gay black man in the 1950s that's super no wonder the character didn't want them to be involved anymore but they mm-hmm. have a bit where they're trying to get their career back it's like okay we need to claw it back and um, <laughs> they have a thing where like going into clubs and stuff like that and they say okay can i go on stage it's like no 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 we've got like a full roster bump someone for me and like no and like but i'm better than all of these people in here and the booker's like i don't care they're who i've booked mm, yeah and they have the thing where like they they, they, and they sit in the crowd, and as the person's on stage, they're like loudly heckling the guy for telling bad jokes. Just fair, you know. The comedians are saying bad jokes. It's like, oh, he's just relying on 
awful stereotyped humor, even though the main character constantly uses stereotypes about being Jewish and stuff like that, but it's fine. And they're loudly heckling this character of like this guy on stage and they're booing him and someone says, shut up, like shut up mm-hmm. or we'll kick you out. And then when they go on stage and people heckle them, it's like, no, how dare you do that? And it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and the thing is, you can tell it's supposed to be presented as they're being snarky and they're winning an argument, but it's just like, no, you're being a dick. Yeah. Because whenever there's a scene where someone's in your crowd talking over you or heckling you, you give them a bunch of shit for it. But when it happens to you, like... No, that's not fair. How dare you do that to me? How dare you interrupt my performance? And that's the thing, and they have a, a bit in the show where they say, okay, I'm gonna, the agent's trying to get them books places. And like, okay, I've got your books here. Oh, I've decided I'm not being an opening act anymore. And the agent, you see the agent like, what do you mean you're not being an opening act? It's like, I want to be on stage and tell the jokes that I want. And they're like, okay. So they get him a gig somewhere, and it's like this huge big artist. And it's like, oh, yeah. And it goes, this is a huge boost to your career. It'll basically put you on the map again. Uh, but I'm not opening for him. And he's like, but it's a huge big deal. Like, it's national TV. You'll get saying, like, I'm not opening for anybody. It's like, they are more famous than you. You open yeah. for them. <laughs> and then you just find yourself, like, hating the character. Like, you are throwing this opportunity down the toilet because your ego will not let you accept that. You are not as big as, insert, like, you know, the made-up celebrity of that week who wants them to open for them inexplicably, despite them being incredibly difficult in every single interaction they have with somebody. It's... Just like those those moments where you have to realize, like, look, yeah, you might be second billing to someone, but the second billing that you've got is going to be seen by like 10 times the amount of people that would see your, you as the first bill. Yeah. And they're just there of like, I don't, I'm not doing opening acts anymore. I'm not limiting what I say for other people. But then they have like a gig for somebody else to say, okay, you're not allowed to swear in this one. So, oh, that's fine. <laughs> and it's like, okay, so when you've, when you do have the headliner, you will adjust and tailor your act to the people that you're telling the jokes to. Mm-hmm. But you won't do it when it's open. It's like, oh, just watching a character make bad decision after bad decision after bad decision and just flush. And you know as well, because they're the main character, everything's going to work out in the end. And it gets yeah. even more annoying because things keep working out for them. You're like, no, you do it now. It's always the worst thing, watched- especially with like definitely more American television. But generally, just most TV shows is like, you know, regardless of what decisions they make and how much of an asshole they are, that things are probably going to work out well for them. And it makes sense to me because it's the show I started watching with my girlfriend, and uh, she explained to me, oh, the people who wrote Gilmore Girls wrote this. And Gilmore uh, Girls is apparently the exact same, which it's not a show I've watched, but I've, I've heard people talk about it. And she, my girlfriend's explained, like, yeah, that's another show where it starts off great, but by the end of it, you hate the main character. Mm-hmm. Because... The way it's written is that the main character is always the smartest person in the room, even when they're clearly not. You know, because it's the way the show is written; they're always right. I've just thought of another one as well. Like, oh, go for it. I won't won't mention any spoilers or anything. Like, um, don't worry about that because obviously it's like mm-hmm. new season recently. But Jack Quaid from the Boys, like Huey. So I've not noticed it as much with the Boys. It's but... not. It's not that like he's particularly abhorrent he's just like the least interesting member of the cast yeah it's, it's a different thing isn't it it's like i'm more interested in the story of everybody else on the show and that's no fault um to the actor no the, the actor, actor plays fantastic. it really well like jack just performs that ev- well but he's performing a character that i'm not interested in because he's playing the straight man mm-hmm. and that's the thing as well like it's just unfortunate for jack quaid 
that he's got to act alongside the person playing um, Kimiko and Frenchie, oh, who might such be a good couple, like two up. of the most enigmatic um, actors I've seen in a show in a while. Like, I cannot take my eyes off the screen when Frenchie is on screen, especially it's, the actress playing Kimiko. Yeah. It, it's fucking amazing. Like, she doesn't speak in the show. And I, like, so I can't, I've struggled to think of, like, what's the visual equivalent of hanging on someone's every word? Like, every single mm. facial expression that actress makes is so damn good. And it's bizarre to me because I, I, I watched episode three and I won't say anything that happens in uh, mm. season three, sorry. Um, won't say anything specific, but just I sat there and was, like, just watching it going, you know, when season one started and I got introduced to Frenchie, like, he was the one I didn't like, and now he's we like, talked my favourite yeah. part of the show. In our review of it, we talked about how neither was like Frenchie. We, we weren't too sold on him mm-hmm. when the show first started, but he very quickly became my favourite part of it. Yeah. Because he's just yeah. the most relatable character on the show, because he's just like, oh, fucking hate this. <laughs> just try to do his best. And it's just everyone around is making bad decisions, and he's just, oh, like Mother's Milk. Mm-hmm. Where, like, Mother's Milk's just trying his fucking best and everyone around him's making bad decisions and he's trying, it's like, okay. And, like, they both play a bit more eccentric kind of straight man than um, Huey is. So it's just kind of like, you've already got the people, like, rolling their eyes and being like, oh, man, why are we doing it this way? Yeah. And then you've got also Huey's there. Yeah, it feels like his character is kind of not needed. Hmm. But he feels more like an exposition device in the story where he needs to be places where the other characters couldn't be. He's still like, he's still like Jack Wade's actor. Like the show's yeah. really good, but it's just, mm-hmm. there are, he's just so outclassed in terms of how interesting the other characters are. Yeah, I, def- I definitely don't see it like performance-wise. I think he's always, he's always done really well with what he's given. But yeah, it's just the character itself is a bit less interesting. Um, so then let's un- we just give big shout outs to Homelander I've just I've never seen like speaking of non-verbal acting just Homelander's just cold dead smile well it might turn out to just be that the, the actor is a like yeah because massive the actors look she's the shame because I want to praise how good an actor Anthony Starr is but like he's just he recently been arrested yeah for assaulting somebody and it's like oh, uh, oh what is it with superhero like, actors and assaulting people but like yeah that cold dead smile that they do mm-hmm. of just the and like you saw <laughs> that that great effect they do of like the flashing lights in their eyes and just there's nothing behind them no and like it's it's so good to see how they go from that moment of like as you say the cold dead smile to the moment the camera's off is like gone i'm, I'm out yeah, like turn away very snap into like i'm a giant knobhead mode it's very Patrick Bateman-esque. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, Anthony Starr is playing a sociopath amazingly. Maybe because he is one, we don't know. But like... Maybe. But can we also as well, like, it's not a spoiler, but can we please, please talk about the trip to, like, to Pride Land? I don't think <laughs> the... we can. No, just like, no, just all the imagery in Pride Land of just... That might be the hardest I've ever cringe watching a TV show, but I was cringing because that's what it's like. And yeah. that like the the timing of this release cannot be an accident of in the show they go to a th- like Pride Land, which is like the Vorts Corporation celebrating Pride and they have like the Black Lives Matter waffles. Oh and yeah, yeah. 
and they have like the woke walk and it's just like <laughs> this is it this is what happens or this is the end game for corporations monetizing pride yeah and monetizing all of these like you know um social pushes and stances and stuff. yeah something we've talked about before of like um social progress is going to be largely pushed forward by businesses realizing hmm. that they can monetize it yeah and it's a shame but yeah we've uh got an entire episode about talking about that we like, have that that but just corporate cynicism trip. saving the world but when like they go to like pride land and it's i'm just there like the one that got me was just what the one that you shared like yesterday or today or whatever of like oh yeah like <laughs> wrath month should be a thing of like wrath month let's talk about wrath month but the one thing i want to bring up is like wrath month but for that fucking harry potter thing oh yeah so we could talk i right, say so wrath month people don't know i've had this might be like um, something I've heard, but like for many years, I've been a proponent of Wrath Month, um, which follows Pride Month. Mm-hmm. And it basically is, uh, in my head, and hopefully we can get this trend in because that tweet did quite well. I'm hoping, I want more people, I do genuinely want this to be a thing. I want this to be a movement, <laughs> but I don't think me, straight white dude, is the best person to push this movement forward. Mm, yeah. But I do want it to happen. And uh, so during Pride Month, like, you know, we have, we have Pride Land. We have, someone mentioned it in chat right now, Rainbow Capitalism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. which is corporations, businesses using pride imagery to hot shit, putting rainbows and all their stuff. So I'm saying, let those companies get away with that. Let those companies use pride flags all they want, use the trans rights, flags, use all those hashtags mm-hmm. as much as they like. But when Pride Month ends, Wrath Month starts. And for Wrath Month, gay people and people who align themselves, you know, as count themselves to be allies of um, uh, the LGBTQIA and Plus. all the... Uh, the minor i always get the order wrong and, uh, I, 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 like i was just saying the plus as well like just yeah, lgbt plus, I, plus yeah like i always get the uh, the order of those wrong and mm-hmm. i apologize for that i'm trying my best like they should then start wrath month which is where you start grilling those companies on what the fuck they've done yeah so okay so last month you put a pride flag on all your shit and you probably saw an uptick in sales you've no doubt capitalized and profited from pride month Otherwise, you wouldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. And you spent all that money putting rainbows on your shit because you know it improves either your standing in um, the industry or like, you know, it improves, like, you know, there's some points on a graph somewhere that went up for you doing this. Some kind what of are you analytics doing have gone up because of it, yeah. Yeah, like, what are you doing in response? Like, what are you doing to help the people whose imagery and uh, plight you're co-opting for your own ends? Mm-hmm. And if they, the answer is nothing, Wrath Month. And I will boycott that product. Shout out to like um, Xbox, who are, you know they are doing it. They are, but like they, mm-hmm. um, I think it was tomorrow they're adding like the Pride controller to the Xbox design lab. Oh, I so want that. And like that thing is, I, I legitimately intended because it's just a really cool looking, colorful controller with all the flags on rainbow it and stuff. flag. And, and does some funds from it go to uh, supporting something like the Trevor Project? Or um, I can't remember mates. about that specifically. Um, I'm, I'll, I'll double check now while we're talking about it, but they did clarify, like, this is just a thing being added. I were doing it during Pride Month, but it's staying there. It's going to be an option that's available for everyone. And I was yeah. like, you know what? Like, yeah, you are jumping on the bandwagon, but at least you're, like, not doing it just for the month and then peacing out. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean. That's where wrath. That's where wrath month comes in. And when those companies, they're happy to co-opt the imagery, but they don't want to, like, you know, stand by. Well, they say because if they're putting out tweets during Pride Month, like, you no, know, we stand by um, uh, all our, like, you know, our gay employees or what have you. Yeah. When when Pride Month ends, back it up, prove it. 
what are you doing to help them? What are you doing to secure their rights? Mm -hmm. What are you doing to ensure that um, their rights are not infringed? What policies you're enacting to ensure that you know diversity remains like you know a key issue? And what if their answer company? is like nothing? What do we do? Is that then we boycott them? Wrath month. Okay. And then what you do is we just decide that they're not allowed to use that the rainbow flag anymore. And if they do, just you bring up that response. And that's the thing. Like, and if a company doesn't want to deal with that flag. Don't use the pride flag. Yeah. That's the thing. Silence is all, you can always just not have a pride flag. You can always just not make it your logo for a month. Yeah, you can always do that. Oh. You can always say like, we don't feel this is a discussion that um, us, a giant monolithic corporation, um, uh, is right to step into. We're going to like you know leave the floor open for others who are more qualified to speak. Uh, so yeah, I just double checked this year. Um, this year, Xbox, along with Microsoft, is thrilled to continue its efforts with a $170,000 donation to multiple LGBTQ, LGBTQIA plus organizations, as well as feature we an increased number of Pride-themed products and designs, which can hopefully inspire conversations and rally community actions. And that's all you need to do. Just give some money. It's like, it's fine. You can use the flag. How much are you giving? Mm-hmm. It's like uh, it's one of the reasons. Like if you watch like RuPaul's Drag Race, they occasionally have episodes where the prize for that week is sponsored by a company. And as you might imagine, RuPaul's Drag Race gets sponsored by like a lot of like gay interest stuff. Like they'll sometimes have like uh, one that I recall is like, oh, it's a company that specifically um, does holiday packages for gay people because if you're gay, there's some place in the world you probably don't want to go. Unfortunately, so they specifically yeah. tailor pack. They specifically tailor packages, like you know, for gay couples and stuff like that, and they give away prizes. But the other one was like Levi's with an entire Pride range, and it's like all the profits or some of the profits go to um, supporting projects. It's like, and the only way they could get on the show is like, we need to know that you're actually doing something. Mm -hmm. It's one thing to have like you know, jeans with a Pride flag on them. Are you actually <laughs> giving money? Shout out to like IKEA last year. Do you remember that one? <laughs> the, the, the couch that you couldn't buy. They designed like 20 awesome looking pride sofas and none of them were available to buy. You couldn't buy them. It was, like, it was the most literal example of like, we will co-opt this imagery, but we're not going to even... Like, we're not even going to go to the effort of letting you buy it. Like, we're not even going to sell you a product. We're just going to tell you that we could do it. Yeah. It's the promise of like help, which is worse than like doing nothing. <laughs> like, so if you don't turn up to help... Like, say someone's moving... And you don't turn up to help. That's one thing. But if you say, I'm going to help, and you send them a picture of you in the car, mm. driving there to help, and then you don't turn up, that's way worse. Okay. That's what they're doing. Only it's like, instead of helping someone move, it's like, you know, pushing forward um, uh, social change. It's like, I heard one from my dad the other day of like, he works in um, the NHS, and they were like okay. ordering um, like a new, a new just <clears throat> thing, like a new flag. And then also they were like, oh, well, we should order a new, like, thank the NHS flag or whatever. And someone just turned around and was like. Oh. Just clearing my throat. Um, no problem. You're okay. Yeah, they, yeah, I'm fine. Just getting a bit phlegmy apparently. But like someone just turned around and went, yeah, but NHS staff have been thanked enough, haven't they? Like put up a pride flag instead. It's like, oh, no. It's one or the other. Like we can care about one thing yeah. at a time. So, so, and you can see them going up there and they take down the Ukrainian flag. Yeah. And they put up the pride and it's just like, but you just know that's idea, exactly... Like, even at the NHS, that the staff have been thanked enough. Fuck that. Like, and like how many businesses around... to co-opt instead. Yeah. How many businesses around the country do you think that's an exact thing that's happened of taking down the Ukrainian flag to put up the pride flag? Mm -hmm. And like then after they, they can't the pride flag down... two different groups of people at the same no. time. 
and they'll think to themselves, like, should I put the Ukrainian flag back up? And they'll think, no, it's a bit dirty. Let's just take it down. It's like, what, what have we got for July to support? It's all those things, isn't it? Like, you know, again, like any, any like, thing where it's like support for people or, you know, helping people out in, uh, in difficult situations and stuff. What is the flavor of the month and how long have we got to pretend to care before we yeah. can... Just forget about it and move on. It's like how many people. When can we start talking about? <laughs> when can we start advertising Christmas? Ukraine as if like the war still not going on and stuff. It's like yeah. they had that one week where they told everyone to go help out and donate and support people, and then just forgot about it. Because people can't care for an extended amount of time. And that, that's that's a genuine thing. Like it is hard with everything going on in the world as a person to a keep up with it all and b to be sympathetic to it to everything going on and all the struggles in the world at all times. Like, it is hard person by person, but as a corporation, mm-hmm. to pretend like you care for X amount of weeks to then just knock it on the head. That's a completely no, very different funny, scenario. Like, it is just amusing in that like, dark, macabre way mm-hmm. of just how quickly companies will do it. Like I said, just taking down the Ukrainian <laughs> flag, put up the pride one. That's all we need. And speaking of using um, pride well, imagery. We didn't even, yeah, we didn't get on the Harry Potter. Let's get on to the Harry Potter thing. So, uh, okay, speaking of using pride imagery without any sort of self-awareness or any plan to actually help the people um, uh, who are impacted and uh, you know, the people who are actually celebrating who they are mm-hmm. during this month. The Harry Potter and the Cursed Child's official Twitter account, because apparently that needs an official Twitter account. Uh, that Specifically verified. the cursed child, yeah, it's weird. Specifically for the cursed child, just tweet it out. Just in support of Pride Month. And just like a picture of, I think it's like the front of the book or something with a bunch of um, flags of the various different um, uh, um, uh, Pride flags to exist. I'm mm-hmm. not sure the exact, how many there are, because there's quite a few. No, there are, yes, um, yeah. se- There are many sexual orientations and way people um, choose to uh, define themselves by, and I respect all of them. And it's just that thing of though, just you zoom around the back. Is that is that the is that the trans flag right there, or a Harry Potter product? Yeah. I don't think that's correct. Like, did J.K. Rowling sign off on this? She won. Someone's getting fired. <laughs> Guaranteed, that account will take that tweet down. And it's I'll, one of those. I'll of, bet anything that that account gets taken down. I do not doubt that the people behind Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, and like you know, similar to the. Um, the Hogwarts game that's coming out and stuff. I don't doubt that people on those teams give a shit about these rights and these issues. They do, However, yes. they are part of a branding that is, you know, fronted by J.K. Rowling, known turf. And that's where wholly the issue is owned by in. her. And it's wholly owned by her as well. So mm-hmm. it's not even like um, Minecraft is a, a common gotcha. Because, well, Minecraft is, uh, uh, well, you know, was started by a horrible misogynist racist and all that other bollocks. Like, why do people stick around? Because that guy got bought out. That guy is no longer has any influence on Minecraft whatsoever. He's just like, you no. Know, he's off in his weirdo si- mansion throwing like strange yeah. parties with weirdo celebrities now. But what's the thing? He doesn't throw parties. Do you ever hear the story about Notch? Have he bought like $20,000 worth of candy and he has to throw it all away because it rotted because no one came around? <laughs> like he hasn't got enough friends to eat it all, so it rotted and he has to throw it all away. Oh, and can we, let's give big shout outs as well to the best notch moment of when they donated $10,000 to Awesome Games Done Quick and everyone was cheering and it's like, and that's from Notch and everyone just goes, oh. <laughs> it's like they can't even, have you ever, oh, like, look it up. 
Oh, well. Look at like when Notch, like, they donate like, and they read out, oh, we have a $10,000. And it was like, yay. <laughs> it's like from Notch. And it's like, boo. And everyone just like, just the, the, the atmosphere just turns icy cold in an instant. Then you compare that to like, oh, we got $10,000 from Toby Fox. And it was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Undertale guy, let's go. The, uh, the Pokemon composer now, Carl. Composing for Pokemon. Hell yeah. And I like, get on it. The thing was, everyone was like, oh yeah, like that Battle Tower music that Toby Fox composed is like the, the best, best song, song in, the in the game. And I saw that Toby Fox had just tweeted out like, yeah, I'm composing another song for um, Pokemon. This time it's not optional, fuckers. Like, because it's like the, one of the, um, the like themes that you hear in the overworld. Yeah. Just let him do the entire soundtrack. Basically. Let him I do it. I would. But yeah, it's just great that he's like, Fuck you all for not listening to my Battle Tower theme. Now you've got to listen to my song. Best song in the game, yeah. Yeah. If anyone hasn't listened to, like, Pokemon Sword and Shield Battle Tower music, go and do it. Yeah. Toby Fox's theme. Like, and it's not the best Pokemon song. It's the no, stuff you... But I, I would love to hear, though, his take on some of those classic Pokemon lead motifs. Mm-hmm. He could do so much with them, because he's, like, a master of I'd, music. I'd really like, love to hear, specifically, Toby Fox Lavender Town. Oh, that would be fucking amazing. Because, like, he's so good at doing, like, those somber songs in Undertale. Mm-hmm. And, like, like the little piano some, ditties and stuff. Some of the most memorable songs are, like, not Megalovania. Like, Megalovania is great, but, like, some of them aren't the boss battle songs and stuff. Some of them are, like, those songs where, you you know, you're trudging through the memories and, like, realizing the story mm-hmm. of Undertale. Yeah, just, like, you know, the piano thing, or the home theme and stuff like that. Mm. So I'm excited for him to do that. But yeah, uh, someone who works for that Twitter account is getting fired. Or a sternly worded email. Yeah, because as you say, J.K. Rowling is still like actively involved in all things Harry Potter and signs off on and, it all and and profits from profits it. from it all. And that's where like you know the question comes in of yeah, I I agree that the people behind the projects are not the problem, but when you're supporting those projects, you're also supporting that horrible woman. Hmm. And it is, it's a totally personal thing of like being able to separate the art from the artist. And we've spoke about it before. And like, I don't begrudge yep. anyone for supporting Harry Potter, the brand. And like, you know, I, I've supported Harry Potter in the past and probably will with some things in the future. And like, it, I think it's just more that at least we get to like discuss it. Yeah. There's always that like caveat, isn't there? Of uh, I like Harry Potter, but I don't like it in that mm. way. Yeah, I'm aware of the fact that the um, uh, the creator is a horrible piece of shit. Yes, and like, like literally hanging out with people and taking photos with people who go on the news and say we want less trans people. And that thing is when she's arguing that hmm. well, I'm not transphobic. You're all just twisting my words, and then she randomly turns up uninvited to like that weird like turf event or whatever the fuck it was in like some random cafe in London. Yeah, guest of honor. And it's like. Oh, they're all tweeting out, like, honoured to have J.K. Rowling in, and she's posing with them all, like, yeah, and they've all got, like, horrible slogans on their t-shirts and stuff. It's like, yeah. you're really trying to say that you're not involved with this group of people? Well, it's the thing, isn't it, of, like, as long as she never directly says, I'm a transphobe, she can always have that deniability. Mm-hmm. It's the same way, like, you'll have plenty of people, like, I'm not racist, it's like, because I've never directly said the N-word. It's like, that's not what makes, like... There's no, like, Bechdel test for racism. <laughs> it's like, it's like, just because you've never specifically said this one word, you've pr- like, the fact you've done other things, no doubt. Mm-hmm. 
the amount like of just like, because you've never said anything outwardly transphobic does not mean that you are the amount of harmful things that you've said um towards that community like cannot be ignored at this point like she wrote like a transphobic screed and got it public as well it's like screaming about being cancelled where she's like getting published in national newspapers uh, that one will oh. continue to get published likely for the rest of her life until she oh, yeah. unless she does something you know way more egregious than she is currently doing because she's, she needs to Linehan it up she's, she needs to do what Graham yeah, Linehan did exactly and get right. kicked off Twitter that's the thing is she's playing it just just subtle enough to not get quote unquote cancelled which is a shame because which is no it's not a shame it's surprising because she's such a bad writer yeah. So it's, it's amazing that she's able to like you know say things so subtly, and this is from a series where you've got characters in it, like the Irish character who keeps blowing stuff up, mm. like the like, and he's called like Seamus O'Finnegan or something stupid like that, and she made a Chinese character called Cho Chang. It's like the fact that she's able to now grasp subtlety, like oh, a black character, what they're called, Shacklebolt. Really. Really, uh, the, the the black character is named has a name that references slavery. Okay, got it. Yeah, I think they have um, I think they have confirmed Dumbledore to be gay. Uh, yeah, Rachel yeah. and Charlie. I think in the movies they but, have now like confirmed Dumbledore is gay in a well, yeah, in the latest Fantastic Beasts that I didn't go to watch. It's well, but as well, it's really hilarious that that was like a retcon years later for J.K. Rowling realizing that. She wrote the books. They were little children's books. They got massively more popular than she ever anticipated. Now she's become a spokesperson for a generation, and a lot of people in that generation, you know, some of them are gay. Mm -hmm. Some of them are minorities. And that's when she kept getting asked of, like, why are there no black people in, like, no, the Harry Potter books? And she says, no, there are. They're just not in the story. And she would always have to retcon the fact that, like, oh, why are there no gay people? And so, oh, there are gay people. And it's going, Dumbledore's gay. Mm -hmm. Why is there no allusion to it in the text? Oh, it's there if you can read it. And it's like, no, it's not. This is a children's book. You're a terrible writer. Yeah. It's not in the... There's no subtext here. You don't do subtext, JK. The subtext is that, like, all of the gremlins are just an allegory for the Jews in not a good way. Yeah. And, um... Long hooked-nosed goblins who run all the banks and have a Star of David on the floor. Yep. Which I always thought was like a shit post until you actually look at it and it's like, no, there is a big Star of David on Gringotts um, uh, bank floor. It's not subtle. Like, obviously, I was a child when these movies first came out, so it wasn't something I noticed, but it's not subtle at all. Yeah, it's like the stuff with, like Rita Skeeter, where like every description of her is that she's got giant man hands. Mm -hmm. And that she's like, um, uh, she's ugly because she looks like a man. But then she talks about, like, that's really so surprising. It's able to be so subtle, given that she was so on the nose about everything <laughs> fucking hell. Like, that's what I didn't even know. Like, Joe, the, uh, the pseudonym she uses uh, for, uh, for other books. Do you know I that can't head? remember it off the top of my head. I know that she had another name, yeah. So give me a sec while I just send that go check. I think it's like Robert Galbraith. So Robert Galbraith, let's just double check. Yeah, so uh, it's the, the Robert Galbraith or something like that. So do you know who that guy actually is? No. So cause you might think, is that a name she just pulled out of thin air? It's not. So we have here, I've got his Wikipedia page up. So Robert Galbraith Heath was an American psychiatrist. And was the, they followed the theory that of biological psychiatry, that organic defects are the sole source of mental illness. 
So he was one of the people who was like trans conversion therapy. Great. And do you know that thing of, no, was she that? And that's the thing that, that went over her nose. Yep. God. Like, I never knew that, yeah. Yep, he claimed to have converted a homosexual man to heterosexuality using deep brain stimulation. So he like fried a gay man's brain to make him straight. To and make she him made, straight. And that's the thing. It's not even like a subtle illusion. It's literally just his name. Mm-hmm. Great. So there was like a there was like a YouTuber I followed for a bit, and um, just until it was pointed out to me, like you know, like the name that YouTuber uses is literally a Nazi. I'm like, what? So like Google the name, and you Google it, and it's like, a, like oh, 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 oh no. <laughs> that's the thing of like. I never knew that. Yeah. And that's the thing like you know, the Robert Galbraith thing. It's like she literally chose to give her pseudonym to be the guy who like helps create conversion therapy. And thought that and it's like, and if you ask her about that, and she'd be like, oh no, I didn't know. It's like you didn't Google the name. It never occurred to you to Google the name that you're you gonna put on like in the first place. Exactly, yeah. And she claims that she got it from an old school teacher or something like that. Right, yeah. So she always was like, oh no, I never heard anyone call it. So you, you never thought to Google if there was a real person with that name. Because, like, even if you were um, trying to come up with a pseudonym for like, a ghostwriter's name, you would Google that name to make sure there isn't another writer. Yeah, well, that's the thing, just to be part of equity. So people don't know equity, the acting union in the UK, and there's also like other um, creative um, pursuits. You can't have the same name as somebody else. They have to, by law. If you want to be registered with them, same with like the acting, um, the Screen Actors Guild and all that sort of mm. thing. Like if you want to be involved in the creative industry, you can't have the same name as somebody else. They have to do a search for it. They have to check that your name is not the same as somebody else's. And she no doubt has. Like you couldn't go and write a novel under the pseudonym J.K. Rowling mm-hmm. because you'd get sued by her. So you'd, at the very least, they have to check there's not another Robert Galbraith out there. So they must have searched the name and realized. And that's the thing. If you would you know, searching for a pseudonym and you found out that your pseudonym just so happens to be the exact name of that horrible monster, you'd probably change it, right? Probably, yeah. I'm just wondering now, can I, like, write a novel just in support of, like, the trans community and the pride community and stuff, but do, like, JK Rowling with, like, the JK together, not j.k.rowling, just jk.rowling. John John Keith Rowling. Yeah, just be like, yeah, sure. I'm I'm not J.K. Rowling, I'm J.K. Rowling. And then just be like, yeah, yeah I, I'm fully in support of the trans community just see what happens. So it's something we've talked about before, isn't it? It's the delicious irony is that she's so abhorrently transphobic, but and she's such a poor writer and so stupid, she doesn't realise that she wrote probably one of the best allegories for trans people. Um, uh, to realize, um, you know, their true self. Like, there's so many, like, you know, the mirror of Erised. Mm-hmm. There's all that great fan art out there of, like, um, uh, kids looking into the mirror of Erised and seeing themselves as their preferred gender. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it shows you what you're, the deepest in your heart desires. Or, like, um, um, the Polyjuice Potion, which lets you change um, uh, into, like, you know, another sex at will. Or you can be an Animagus, mm-hmm. because, it's, you know, you truly feel that you belong. Or you've even got Tonks. Talks about it, it's like... Yeah. A character who is very like well, I'm going to say it's, they're not because J.K. Rowling has denied that there's any influence there. But like so many people read Tonks as being trans, mm-hmm. or at least like you know non-binary because they identify using um, masculine um, pronouns and prefer to have a masculine look. And then like you know they also have that trait of like being able to change their hair depending on how they feel. Like they literally can change yeah. their appearance like depending on what the mood strikes. 
Yeah, like she's literally written it into her series that if you don't feel a certain way, you are able to change that thing about yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Hermione, it's like, I don't, like, you know, when she gets like magic to fix her teeth, she shrinks her fucking teeth <laughs> using magic. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there'll be like a wizard out there who can like, you know, zap you a pair of tits on. Or something like that. Like, they, they, you can turn to a, like, there's a guy in that series who cosplays the chair. <laughs> like, he turns to a fucking armchair, and you're telling me that, like, that's what makes it so hilarious, so deliciously ironic, and then all the stuff about one of the, the hiccups, that, or one of the things she keeps zeroing in on. It's like, oh, well, if you can, if, like, we let trans people exist, then you'll get men running into women's bathrooms claiming to be women. It's like, that's never happened. Mm-hmm. That has literally never happened. And you know what's happened a hell of a lot more? Just straight men Tran- running into women's bathrooms yeah. and raping people anyway. Or transphobes um, kicking their way into bathrooms. Mm-hmm. Yep. Looking for um, uh, people. And do you know what? Like, I have never heard of like any woman say, like, if someone who identifies like them going in, because do you know what they want to do? Use the toilet. Yeah. And it's great as well, because all of the toilets in women's bathrooms, have doors. Yeah. And, um... So you, so you just shut the door and no one can see what's going on in there. Like, you know, I, I think, uh, like, a lot of places that I see now that are, like, newer, um, newer venues and stuff in the UK tend to just be pushing towards unisex toilets anyway. Yeah, it's just this one has a urinal in it, this one's for sitting down. Well, like, even, That's all even it really then, needs. a lot of them just haven't even got urinals anymore. Hmm. But it's just that thing, is it like, fuck it. Because you're going to go in there, you're going to sit down anyway. Mm. Who really cares? Oh, yeah, it's just... Oh, dear. The fact that, like... That's what yeah, it's it's one of those... Uh, the the cursed child, I'm sure, is, you know, supported and being developed and being pushed by, like, a lot of people in different communities that actually care about Pride and, like, making that progress. It, but the fact it that... It will suck for them, yeah. They've got it, to deal with it that. It must do, yeah. It must be, like, really horrible for people on that team. Um, like... To know that if J.K. Rowling met them, she'd hate them. Yeah. Which, but... You can always comfort yourself if you're a fan of Harry Potter knowing that if Harry Potter ever met J.K. Rowling, you'd hate her. <laughs> you know, like Harry Potter, champion of the downtrodden. Yep. Because she always said, like, I see myself as Hermione. And it's like, Hermione stood up for the, the elves. Would you? The same, the elves, that in your story, you literally wrote that they like being enslaved. Mm-hmm. Even and though Dobby invent- celebrates being freed. <laughs> And like, um, and he fucking he fucking loves it. And they talk about how like the elves get mad when Hermione tries to free them because they've got nowhere else to go. And it's like that's not an argument for them to continue being enslaved. That's like an argument for the fact that they have literally zero prospects mm-hmm. because like this system is so ingrained in society. So I can't even remember the um, the black family has a elf. I can't remember the name. Creature. Creature. Yeah. Like he actively despises that family. And he has to work for them, yeah. yeah. He hates Harry Potter and he's still got to work for him. Mm-hmm. They have, he has to do what they say, but he actively, in every scene, is like, I fucking hate this and I hate you, but all right. Yeah, and they, I've got to. Like, he's forced by magical law to do it. And they have a bit with like um, Dumbledore. of like, And I think there's a bit where they have it with uh, Hermione tells him, where he tries to, I think, creature goes and betrays them. Mm. And like Harry gets really mad about it. It's like, yeah, because he's a fucking slave and he went to the only person who ever treated him with any kindness. And Harry's like, oh yeah, shit, if you treat people poorly, they don't want to help you. And it never occurs to him. 
<laughs> That's a line she wrote. I, uh, um, have you ever seen? Oh, go, go, go. No, I just, I, it reminds me of just like that thing I saw recently. She's such a bad writer in the sense of she turns around and just goes, yeah, I do wish that Harry got with Hermione in the end. <laughs> like, you're the fucking author. What do you mean? So, do you ever see, and I recommend people, if they can, go track this down because it's since been deleted, but there was a an article on Pottermore. Um, I forget the title of it now, but it's something like um, uh, Spew and the Dangers of like Uninformed um, uh, Activism or something like that. Mm. And it is an article, sign, presumably signed off on J.K. Rowling. She has to sign off everything that goes on Pottermore if it like, you know, talks about the canon and stuff like that. Of um, Yeah, like Hermione was a bit misinformed trying to free the elves because the elves kind of liked it. And it's like they literally wrote an article for the site to defend the fact she had a slave race in her novels. <laughs> and it got taken down because it got fucking roasted so yeah. hard. It's just, just admit... That when you wrote the books, you weren't as informed as you are now. You and like, okay, you'll get some stick for it. You're gonna have to take a bite out of that shit sandwich. But if you're earnest and you're honest, because we've had it, haven't we? We've like made mistakes. We've um, yeah. you mentioned Ezra Miller earlier. We uh, misgendered Ezra Miller in a video because we weren't aware that yeah. Ezra Miller goes by like the they them pronouns. Like you know, and that was a, just a genuine mistake, and we we tried to apologize and rectify that mistake. Yeah, well, you know, we got we got that shit sandwich. We took the bite. We apologized. You know, we moved on. We grew as from people. Just say that. Just say when I wrote the novels, I wasn't aware of like the themes. Even like you say, subconsciously, I must have put themes in there, and I can now see with the benefit of hindsight and the um, input of others from with who have different perspectives that maybe it's a bit problematic. And what makes it scarier is the the fact that in my head, her not coming out and like taking that shit sandwich and apologizing means that maybe she was actively aware of what she was doing. Maybe, yeah. Like, same thing with, like, the Robert Galbraith thing. Mm. Of, that's, like, one of those things where, do I am racist, do it? Like, people who try to be bigoted, well, they, like, try and slip stuff under the radar, and they'll they'll say something offensive, and then they'll look around waiting for someone to challenge them on mm. it. Like, they, they just want to have someone challenge them for it. It's like that um, great clipper scene of, like, the Louis Theroux talking to that Nazi dude. And he's oh, like, yeah. you did a Nazi salute. He's like, no, no, that wasn't a Nazi salute. I was just waving. He's like, look it's the Roman the, salute. Look at the video. That's right. He's say. like, yeah, that does look quite bad, doesn't it? But it wasn't the intention. And then he's, like, well, here's you two minutes later doing the same salute once again. And it's like, I don't want to have this conversation. <laughs> you just like get off my property. Yeah. But yeah. It's that thing of like they. It's the, the whole idea of a dog whistle, isn't it? It's like uh, the OK sign, where it's been mm -hmm. like co-opted by racists and Nazis and stuff like that, because they know that if you get a picture of someone doing like the AOK sign, mm -hmm. you say, "Well, I'm just doing AOK." It's like, yeah, that's what it, that's one meaning for it, but it's been co-opted by. But they know that they can do it, and if they get called out for it, they're like, "Well, I'm not doing anything wrong." Mm -hmm. It's like, "Well, you are. You got a fucking swastika on your t-shirt as you're doing it. Context matters, as they always say." I and the context here is, is that you're hanging out with a bunch of white nationalists. You're probably not saying that everything's okay. I um, I hit it like a couple of times where I've like accidentally, you know, like um, if cars let you pass and stuff, you'll just like put your hand up and like thank oh, you. Oh, the, the little wave, yeah. Um, there's been a couple of times when I've done that walking cade and had like treats in my hand and just put like a fist up instead. I mean, like, oh, oh no, yeah, that yeah, looks like, bad. Yeah. Like, oh god. Ooh. Just doing like. No, it's like you know, like solidarity. Like, do this, just do the walk on no, the floor. No, no, but slow, like, you go across the road. 
but that solidarity like depending on the context is like who are you saying that you're in solidarity yeah, with you just look over and they've got like a giant union giant <laughs> flag from the back of the car and it was like Uncle they've Vernie, just got like, like make America great again on the, the pickup truck I'm like yeah like oh god it's like, like no ooh, I just had yeah. treats on my hand I'm sorry like, I've just tried to say thank you that's what I do like it's the big fist the big power fist and like yeah, that, yeah that's a, one of those that's not quite as openly bad but can't be taken out of context and I'm just like Ooh. exactly yeah and you're aware of that context and it's that's the whole idea of a dog whistle mm-hmm. that's why they're called dog whistles it's like something only um, a specific um, uh, thing is able to hear mm-hmm. like it's like you know racist they send out those racist dog whistles like if people who know they know well that's why for so long that okay sign was like people were getting away with it because it took a long time for people outside of those circles to learn that that's what they were doing and then you'll see as well, like when people do it, they've got that shitty in smug grin mm-hmm. on their face. Like there's your like the same grin like J.K. Rowling's got on her face when she posed for those photos. Like she knows what she's doing. Mm-hmm. It's like the asking. It's like that thing you're asking someone to like um, call you out on it so you can argue with them. No, no, Carl. She was just there in support of other women. Fuck off. <sighs> anyway. Um, uh, if they want to, if people out there would like to find some content where we do support people of all backgrounds and minorities. Uh, where can they find your Twitch, Lucas? Uh, they can find me at twitch.tv slash legendofcanto, where I, in fact, have some uh, new emotes that you can use. Pride, pride emotes, emotes which, of course, I'm taking down at the end of the month. <laughs> no. And that's the thing, Capitalized. I don't have pride. And that's annoying thing, because I saw you get those done. I was like, oh, I wish I'd thought that. Mm. I wish I got some like, the little fat girl thing I've got, uh, but I, I didn't have time to contact the artist, and it seemed like kind of... Um, uh, cashing in now oh damn it I wish I'd kind of thought of doing yeah, that too like, I think I got them in like the day before Tune began or something and I'm like aha I'm not capitalising on Pride like obviously um, it's timed for Pride as like a, a celebratory yeah, it's, thing it's, but yeah it's definitely not just something that I'm going to uh, remove after the month ends yeah it's, you're not trying to capitalize just it's a point in time where people are aware of the issues mm-hmm. so it's a good time to talk about it it's a good it, time to show can, support yeah yeah, it's, it's part of the reason why Pride army. exists. It's like, yeah, it's part of the time where it's part of the reason why it exists. It's like you know, there's never been a better. It's the perfect opportunity to have a conversation about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, because it's in people's minds, the forefront of um, the conversation. Yeah, and like, um, you know, it's one of those of just, I'm I'm not actively part of that community, but at the same time, like being an ally is a very important thing as well. And I want to show my support, and I want people to feel comfortable in my community and in my chat. Yeah, I, I love that, and as well, um, something that I've encountered uh, it's like <laughs> is there are people out there who they think the A in um, LGBTQIA stands for ally, and it's like, no, it doesn't. And again, like a, no, lot, it doesn't. a lot of the time, like that's just that people aren't informed enough. Like it's not they're not now, and they can look. But it's that thing of like they think it stands for ally, and it's like, did you actually look up what the, the, the acronym, acronym meant? For, yeah. But yeah. Uh, how about you, Cal? Where can people find you? Oh, well, they can. Like, annoyingly, I ain't got any pride emotes, but I have got um, uh, just possum emotes. You have got, like, yeah, you have got, got, like, got possum emotes. Yeah. Friday is going on. But, uh, yeah, if you want to go Revengeance, which might be one of the most politically, like, I don't want to say brave, but just, like, I guess it is brave because, like, like, I play Revengeance pretty much every Friday, and it got to a point now where I've, like, I keep bringing up the, um, uh, the point in Metal Gear Revengeance, which I play on twitch.tv forward slash Cal's Ward, where like, it is your mission to cut the police in half. Mm-hmm. 
You cut the police in half. You get bonus points. It's like, that is a mission in the game. We just cut the police into ribbons and it's presented as a morally correct choice. Can you can you steal the skeletons? <laughs> no, you just rip the spines out. No, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you get bonus points. You get bonus points for cutting the knees off as well. It's great. And this is like a game, and I've never heard anyone talk about it. So you know what? Yeah. And you know you know as well that um uh, Raiden will say trans rights. Oh yeah. Especially in that future as well. As he where, rips like, everyone you know, in half, but you know. Yeah. Like trans rights. Cyborg rights. Cent- no centre rights. Cyborg No rights for centre Armstrong. No, Armstrong, can, <laughs> Armstrong deserves a Zandatsu. Well, that's part of the reason why that game exists, isn't it? It's part of the, the plot of that game. It's like cyborg rights. It's like, do you have... If we remove all of your, like, you know, what makes you human, do you still class... Of course I fucking do. I've got the same rights as everybody else. Like, like you still class you as could- a human regardless of the fact that his humanity is basically a brain and a face. Yeah. And the rest is all... And that's like part of... That's part of the game's um, themes, and you could read that if you wanted to as um, an allegory for you know trans people or any minority group. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a very like politically charged game, and it was released way before a lot of the issues that it actively addresses. It's like a and evokes ten game or something. Yeah, it's like it, I think ten years old, eleven years right, old at yeah. this point, and there's a bit in it where like I said that you get harassed by the police in that game and it's presented as the morally correct choice to cut into ribbons and you have like an American senator talking about how they're going to manipulate the populace to do their bidding by like you know creating a scapegoat of like foreigners and like you know to use that to like drumbeat and create like nationalism nationalist fervor that'll support war it's my favourite like gamer TM capital G take that like Metal it's Gear Solid, <laughs> especially like Rising Revengeance, is not a political game. When the yeah. enemy of like the the final enemy in the game, the boss of the <laughs> entire a, game, is a fucking senator, and he says, "Make America great again," and you fight you on top of a war crime bot. Like, I can't wait off. for games to not be political again, like Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. So what I'm gonna have to, do, I might have to reach out to um. Uh, I'll get a, a pride emote of Senator Armstrong. I'll get a fucking Senator Armstrong doing a little pride emote. I'm going to try, I'll reach out to um, uh, one of the artists. Okay? I'll maybe like get a possum pride or something like that. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. Because it does sound like a fun thing to have of like, and as well, his existence will annoy um, uh, bigots and transphobes, mm-hmm. and I'm all about that. Like. Hell yeah. So I think if like they get so triggered by just looking at a flag with a rainbow on it, it's like, why do you hate fun? Why do you hate colour? But yeah, uh, thank you everyone for for listening. Yeah. And I guess we'll just do like a quick mini little question or two just to to round yeah. things out for the patrons. Like, but for anyone listening like a, uh, on YouTube ooh, and uh, podcast services and everything, thank yeah. you very much what? and have a lovely week. Yeah, I'm watching it after the fact. Cheers. Right, um, and then for I guess everyone, we'll just do a bit intermission. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna run to the bathroom. Okay, quick. we'll we'll just do a quick yeah. break screen. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of minutes for everyone watching live and on the Patreon and stuff. And then, um, yeah, we'll be back and ask a, answer a couple of questions. Yeah, sounds good. Back in a sec.